2: joining us for be our geek where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens i'm miss shannon i am broadcasting from my home studio but my podcasting co-host and life mate jayton satia is broadcasting from the twin cities film fest studios hey Jayden. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. See, you are, we're all going nuts over here. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. You're not allowed to go nuts yet. I kind of think that you. It's it's been like a week, you know, kind
1: of thing. It's only me that comes into the office. My managing director, Bill, uh, whose partner, whose husband is a physician, he's a medical director of a hospital, um, the... Uh, The hospital asked all their medical teams to have their partners and their family members self-quarantined because they don't want the medical directors or any of the frontline people to be affected by any reason. So Bill was like, hey, I'm going to be working from home. Uh, Bill's okay. Bill's great. And I said, you know what? Absolutely. I mean, we we talk on the phone anyway. So it's the I don't know if it's the new norm, but for the festival, it's business as usual. But we'll talk about some of the other festivals around the world in the country that, that business is not as usual right now.
2: Right. And I do think that although my comedy schedule has completely cleared for the next uh, you know, few months, you know, the foreseeable future, um, there are other things that are still out there that, you know, I was able to pivot to at home. And back to your version of self quarantine, what um, we decided to do in our household, and you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this since we're both parents. Um, my son is with me full-time for the time being because his dad, my ex-husband is a plumber and he's still working. And so based sure. upon, yeah. And so, you know, they need him to be working. They've asked him to keep working, but one of the difficult things was already the transition back and forth for our kiddo. And so it made most sense for because of the way my schedule is, because I'm full-time working from home, except for one of the radio station gigs that I have, um, it's easier for me to pivot. I have the time to do the homeschooling and the, and to work with him appropriately. We won't have to worry about that transfer. And um, uh, basically, you know, once we have the house set up, we don't have to worry about, you know, any sort of like weird house cross-contamination. And, right. you know, my ex, honestly, he brought over some stuff. And because he knows that he's still most likely to be out and about. What we ended up doing is he brought a bunch of stuff over and dropped it off, you know, for a kiddo and me. And like, he went, you know, he has to go to, like, things like grocery stores and, and shopping. So he's been right. bringing it over to the house. And this might be overkill, but that's what we're doing now is he puts it on the yeah. front porch. I bring what it and doing? I, I sterilize everything as it comes in, just cause we are trying to make sure that we are being as cautious as possible. And, and he's trying to fix it, you know, similar to you, like you're the only one in your office. He's trying to make sure that even as he's working at certain locations, he's trying to be as, 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 as much as possible, the only person on site while he's working. And I think and, that that kind it, of. It's so important that it's needed right now, right? I mean.
1: Nobody can go out there to Home Depot and grab things. They'd rather call somebody in um, to just take care of it.
2: Right, exactly. And I do think that that brings us to a lot of the things that we wanted to cover today on this particular episode of Be Our Geek. We appreciate you guys listening. I hope that we uh, sound lovely in your earbuds uh, as you're listening. But it is a matter of how quickly things changed and how it's put a number of it's put a lot of breaks on things even in hollywood and how much that's going to affect it because that hollywood economy is a major player in everything and so i was reading some stories not only about all of the projects that were put on hold but all of those workers that are now sitting there going okay what am i going to do
1: it's all gig based right i mean it's it's independent contractor left and right so those those crewmen uh, or crew women are, are 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 out of they don't have any jobs because right. literally everything is shut down. So even their even if a film that they're working on now as a PA, a cinematographer, what have you, a line producer, um, they had projects that were lined up, but those are also getting pushed. So they literally have nothing, and the arts in itself overall are so. Again, what we don't know is what we don't know, but these individuals are living off of specific projects on any given time. So I think what this is actually doing is putting that spotlight on those type of uh, professions from a most positive light to be like, look at what these people provide you. Look at what they do. And by the way, if something like this happens, they're SOL. Right. You know, um, and, and how can we as Um, Again, I'm in the arts, you're in the arts, uh, but somebody who's just, you know, in the accounting field or a lawyer, um, they can have a different perspective on gig workers and the gig economy. I mean, the icon theaters, the movie theaters are shutting down. Right. And all of those individuals are hourly. Right. You know? Um, So they're filing in line just like everybody else, the majority of the people who are in that. Same boat at, at the unemployment lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the unemployment is, you know, thirty-five percent of your total take-home paycheck. Um, that's not that's not enough for hourly workers um, to even pay rent. Right. Let alone I had to go find toilet paper for some reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think this is is it the new norm? I don't know. Um, is it a hybrid? Is this something that will come out of it, it will be a hybrid? I think so thing is more likely than not that this, will, this is this is gonna feed into the hybrid society that we'll be living in um, You know as you look at movie theater shutting down and onward, I just saw that onward is the, the, the Pixar film that just got released my son and I went to go watch that movie in the theater a week and a half ago. Right. With like nobody else sitting around us and we're like, let's just go to a movie. And uh, we did and we had a great time and that's going to get released on Disney Plus on April 3rd. Right. And, um, everybody's pivoting. Everybody's taking risks um, because right now is the time to take risks um, and nobody's nobody's going to judge you for that. Um, you're doing what you can to, to quote unquote pay your bills. Um, my wife mentioned this. She was like, Everybody's in the same boat. This is, hasn't happened in our generation, where there's more leniency, right? There's more empathy. Um, there's more understanding. There's more um, uh, uh, leeway um, from all aspects. Like somebody, and there's more help. Actually, we I've noticed this over the last week, and my wife has too. More and more people are actively reaching out to each other and actually ha- are talking, right? Because what, what does life do in normal, normal days? Is You get busy with work and you have your priorities, which is your family and then some close-tiered friends, but then all these other, other individuals and other connections you've made along the way, you, you're not focused on them because, again, they're not your priorities because everything is so busy. Right now, everybody's reaching out to everybody. Right. Just to make sure you're okay, just to make sure, hey, I got 10 minutes. Do you want to talk? How's it going? Right. Uh, uh, so it's almost that reset on humanity that I think is important to to look at right now.
2: Right. And I also think it's good to bring up the fact that it's also very frustrating for a lot of us that work in this particular industry, because as I was talking to one of my friends who's an executive producer on um, uh, 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 NBC Universal show, and we were talking about what's so frustrating is that if we could get these projects created... We do probably have room to get more traction on some of these things, and we're what, well, you know, if you know this would be content that people would find a value and would like right now, but we're shut down like everybody else, where we can't work because there's a safety concern, and we can't have crews on set. So not only are we not reaping that monetary benefit right now, this is something where I'm like, okay, people are looking for content. We would be able to provide it. Some of these shows might actually get more traction and more ratings than right. they would have because people are going, what can I watch? So I am curious as well to see how a lot of this content ends up pivoting and what we end up doing. For me,
1: from, from, from a ex- uh, my organization is an art exhibition organization. And what we are focused on is to showcase amazing visual media content to consumers. And there's, of course, we do, we'll talk about Pass the Password. We do enough of, you know, there's enough things to watch, but there's that new discovery piece. And for us, for me to start a film festival was to bring, the literally physically bring the community together. Right. To like, an experience and i think when was it a week ago less than a week ago con postponed yes um another local festival in town uh, local as in minnesota festival the international film festival which happens in april now they're postponed indefinitely
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um there are i think tribeca uh film festival in new york that got postponed right uh, i think indefinitely as well so I feel bad for everybody involved, the organizers, but I really feel bad for those content creators who are waiting for that opportunity to showcase their world work to the world. Right now, what can we as ex- exhibitors help them with? How can we help them continue to feed their content into the world? So there's a lot of um, industry conversations happening right now within the festival world of because um, there's there's a standing rule of like if your film is online you cannot premiere it at a festival because it's available for anybody to watch. Right. Um, there's rules. There's like that bending of the rules that are happening right now to be like, Hey, if this film played at Tribeca online, it would still qualify to play for your festival, your online. Um, and there's like petitions and things happening right now and relaxing those rules and and what filmmakers can submit and, and all that fun stuff. But um, it's a, uh, Again, I, I put this Facebook random. I barely do any kind of personal, political, or <laughs> anything. All my Facebook posts are literally like uh, Twin Cities Film Fest, you right. know, shared events. Um, but I put a sentence out there saying, you know, hardship breeds innovation, um, and for us, it's to look at the hand that we're dealt, and let's see what we let's see what our innovation let's let's see what the humanity can come up with right now. Um, so we are actually launching um, uh, again. This is not this isn't the beta test, but we're going to launch TCFF Visual uh, Virtual Cinema. Right. So what we're, we're going to do again, it's being worked on right now. Um, hopefully by in a week and a half or so, we'll be able to uh, give access to um, consumers to uh, watch uh, TCFF alumni films who were premiered at our festival or other films that, that currently don't have distribution on our website, right? It's a pay for play kind of a thing. And one of the key things that we discussed internally was we're not a Netflix, right? We're not a Hulu where you just buy seven 99 a month and you can have access to tons and tons and tons of stuff. Our premier focus with this is to continue to feed our artists. So we're actually doing a revenue split with our artists and the revenue split that we're going to do with our artists is, 10 times more than what they would get on a VOD release, on a Hulu or streaming of any sort because we want to give give our consumers the content that we've already curated in the past that they might have missed, opportunity to relive it, see it again or see it for the first time um, at a nominal fee of like six bucks, right? So lower than what you normally would buy something on iTunes for, for a limited time. And then know that uh, majority of that is going to go towards the artists.
2: Right. And as, as an artist, I know that I was talking to some of my performer friends and we had some shows that were... You know, on the schedule that we're like, okay, are we going to be able to do this uh, in the iteration that we had planned, you know, specifically for some shows we had planned in May? And back to your conversation about that gig workers, we're also concerned about so many of our friends that worked at these at these venues. So, you know, for us, this particular venue, we're like, well, is there some way that we could do pare down and change our performance uh, to something that we could live stream? And we could change it, and so it would be different. And that's a whole different mentality. And a lot of what we were doing before was all based on having actual bodies at things. And going, well, we don't know how soon we will get back to that. And if we get back to it, we're already going, well, even if we got back to the most people we want in a room at a time is 50 because we can spread them out. What does that look like when normally we'd be going the more bodies, the better? Now we're going, okay, do we do... Multiple shows, what's better for the venue, what's better for people, and what can we do by then? And just trying to talk that through. And I think that it's difficult, and I appreciate what you're doing right now, because it's difficult because we're starting to have these conversations when the scenario is still changing on a daily basis. And so we're going, okay, yeah, Right. So we're like, okay, well, there's no point in the
1: national lockdown next week. week,
2: Exactly. And so there's no point in us. You know, we're trying to go because people like to feel like they're accomplishing things. We are we are those people as well where we want to go. Okay, we're still talking about it and not completely in wait and see mode. So it's a series of plans (laughs) like it could be this or it could be that. And I think that is a good point to be able to kind of communicate that to your quote unquote team. Like when I'm talking to my little group that we were going to do this production on it, I think it's good for me as their quote unquote leader, as the lead on this project to be able to go, yeah, we're thinking it through and I'm sorry that you guys are hurting just like the rest of us. And we'll, you know, as soon as we can figure something out, we're trying to figure something out and that's hard. That's difficult right now. Very hard. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, my wife who's an independent contractor, she, uh, She teaches yoga. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, This has actually gotten her energized um, to find different ways to uh, still practice yoga, teach her students, Um, and because of social distancing, she's all last week she taught uh, her classes online, Mm -hmm. and she actually saw an uptick in the amount of students that she had because now. She was not she's not necessarily screen adverse, but she's not a fan of screens. um She's very much like let's do the classes together in person. She like to adjust as you need um but this is opportunity for her to again you're put against the wall. you gotta do your classes. people have already paid. This is the new reality. What are you going to do? So she figured out the Zoom technology. Mm-hmm. And because she figured it out, she's able to spread the word. And now people from across the country who are her friends or other family members are also saying, finally, I can take your yoga class. Right. You know, she's seeing an uptake. And there's being there's messages that are coming her way saying, hey, would you do something for seniors? Hey, would you do something for, um, you know, uh, my kids are home all day. <laughs>
2: right.
1: Could you do something for, um, you know, parents and kids? um to break it up like you know half hour or whatever so I think there's opportunity there, but again, it's a matter of, like, this is the reality now. Who knows what this is going to be in a month?
2: Right. And I do think it's good that we are seeing those kind of innovation stories right now, because otherwise, it would be very difficult, I think. Uh, I would think it would be very easy, especially for all of us who kind of live in this geek community, to drop into that. We're already in a dystopia. Everybody's, it's all going to, you know, everything's gone to hell, because we've all seen the movies. Like, I was at my mom's house yesterday, because... I'm trying to figure out, like, what's our little, what's our hub? Like, what can we do? I do have to occasionally leave the house. We're like, okay, well, we can try and figure out how these two spokes work, how my house is a certain ecosystem and my mom's house is a certain ecosystem so that my kid can go to grandma's, you know, and so... And she was kind of a homebody anyway, so she's not that stressed out. Like, of all the things to watch, she decided we're going to start watching all these pandemic movies. And my sister and her are like, um, no, no, we are not watching this movie. You're not like, going to binge, like, you know, Contagion and no! Outbreak. That's exactly what she wanted to do. That is exactly what my mom, you know, shout out, love you, Kay. That's exactly what she was trying to do. Like, the one that she pulled out, she, pulled out, she actually ended up, after we went through the whole list, of all those, she uh, settled on the old school Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman outbreaky one, and I'm like, I don't want to watch all these people yeah. get sick and and die, Mom, no. And she looked at us like we were crazy because we didn't watch. She's like, it's just a movie, and, and my sister and I were both like, Mom, please stop. Like we're already, we get we enough of that
1: <laughs> right on from all anything you turn to, they're talking about
2: right
1: the, war, the virus. So you don't again, it's um do you want to enhance that anxiety within you or do you want to go the opposite direction? Like we've been binging, uh, we got Disney plus. So, you know, we watched lady and the tramp last night, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so again, the the newer version, not the older one. Um, you know, we let our five-year-old decide what movie, you know, (laughs) to watch. Um, but there's enough of like, uh, I'm binging on my shows at night. right? Right. So I'm doing, I'm doing Picard. Right now. Right. I and
2: it. I finally okay. started watching Picard after you know, that's what we settled on yesterday after we took the remote away from my mother. Um and we started watching <laughs> that. So I think you said you're up to episode three, right? I'm up to three. So here's so you want to talk about this a little bit? We can talk about that. So we can go and move into our past the password segment. I am up to episode four, um, I believe so in
1: Picard. So you say you've seen four or you are i've seen a- 4 i believe i believe so i just finished 3 so Fair enough. literally an episode behind you okay so my only thing with with picard is it it took me an episode and a half to un,
2: untangle a
1: few things
2: which things? Um. And so, everybody, I'm just going to say, if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it if you're planning to watch it. So we are going to, over the first couple of episodes, just because Jayden and I haven't had a chance to catch up, we are going to do some spoilers right now. And I'll see if I, I can help you at all. So, if you have not watched the first three episodes of Picard, and you are so worried that we are going to spoil it for you... You can come back in a couple of minutes. So, what yeah. was what what did you find so tangly, Jaden?
1: Um, I needed to get a little bit more clarity around the um, the after the first episode when um, he found out that the Dana's daughter came yes. and and she, you know, died. Um, and then she has a sister and whatnot. The two people that were living that that are currently living with Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little curious as to why they were there, why are they are living together. Um, are they? I you know they were from that. Uh, I keep forgetting the name. Is it the Romulus couche-mage? Yes. Yeah, the, but like what's yeah. Um, I needed to untangle that a little bit, and I think by the by the middle of the second episode, it got a little bit more clear um, for me. Um, but I think that the cast is great.
2: So we're, yeah. you're, we'll are we catch up. I do like the sentimentality. And this is something that I remember when we, uh, my friend and I, who went to the panel at New York Comic Con that was about Picard. And we got to see Sir Patrick Stewart talk about the show before it was released where he talked about how it really was a continuation of the story. It's, you know, time has passed. Here's where these characters are. And I think that even the Picard series explains, and this part I laughed at, because there's a part where they go, hey, he needs to get a team to accomplish something. So he's go, So they yeah. go, you can call the Forge. You can go get Riker. You can get right. Troy. And he says, no, because they'll come with me just because. And that's not fair. Yeah, they you don't
1: know. have to commit them.
2: Right. You know? And oh. so I do think it's interesting that he says no because basically he's going to go drag his friends into this dangerous mission. So instead he decides to go and get a whole new team of people to get involved in this dangerous mission. <laughs> that part I think is interesting. You do
1: feel in the first couple of episodes that he this was a blessing in disguise for him. Oh, yes. like he He, he needed to be out there you know he he belongs up there in this in space Right. He's discovering um so i thought that was very well um spotlighted is his want to to go on another mission go one last mission um i actually really like the new character narik yes uh, he he's a he's again he's complicated he's got a couple of different agendas that he's working through but i thought his uh His presence and his his depth actually adds a lot to uh, the story as well.
2: He kind of looks a little too like the guy who plays the new Spock in Discovery. <laughs> oh yes, he's you're like right. that's, you're,
0: you're right. that's that's the that's only thing. thing about,
2: yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I found disarming about the whole thing. I think he's a great actor. I think I do like him because he's kind of and I and it was interesting because he was on the 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 actor who plays him and I can't remember his name right now was on the panel uh, the Picard panel at New York Comic Con and people were like yeah he's kind of the worst you know kind of thing but you couldn't really explain because he's one of the quote unquote villains in the show. Right. Um, but you couldn't really explain it. They were just like, yeah, you like me now, but, you know, I'm you know, standing up here, but, yeah, you're not going to be too big of a fan after a while.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, because he is kind uh-huh. of a snake. But I do like, I like using the word sentimental because it is very much about how Picard is still going through this exploration. It's a very flawed character, although he is a flawed character that we choose to champion. He was so... On the side of right, but also so proud that he made some mistakes. He's always had
1: a an aura of um nobility yes. around him. He's always had the the presence of control. Right? If everything else is going to shit, Picard's in control. Right. He's obviously had the experience to pat himself on the back many times over and getting getting things right um he's also a huge uh proponent of doing right from a federation standpoint right you know he's he's very much the the truth of the truth federation follows that and if, F, if the federation f's up on it we should also hold the federation accountable right so i think that's one of the reasons he got kicked off the the federation like he got asked to quote unquote retire earlier
2: well, I mean, um, but he talks about how he walked in there and said, either you do what I say or I'm retiring. And they went, well, then go. And I think that that's the way that this show that's, is set up. Is that ego? Well, he
1: also said that he didn't think they would take him up on it. Right. That's ego.
2: Right. And that's what I think is so interesting about this show. If you look at Next Generation from 20 years ago, it was so yeah. based in the way that they the, those episodes were the the side of star of uh, the uh, of the enterprise is always going to win, and Picard is always going to figure it out, and they're always going to follow through, and he will make these giant speeches, and the Federation is going to do what he says. So the fact that we flash forward and we go. Nope, and we pull into mu- the, the movies and go, nope, we make mistakes. And he makes mistakes. Right. That's what I think is so interesting about Picard is that they go, yeah, all that stuff that used to happen because that's the way TV shows were made back then. You know, big bag of the week, big bad of the week. We always win, we always champion it will work. Now we're going, right. yeah, we know that was silly. That's not how we do things anymore, and I think we can do that now with the way that we do storytelling and these new things is that you have anti-hero shows. You have shows where we have super flawed characters, and that's the point of it, when before we kind of didn't write stories to be that way. It was, if you're the white knight, you're always the white knight. And watching the other characters admit how Picard let them down, and he has to deal with that. And has to go, well, how do I continue on? And even the mission, like, I, the thing that I like about Picard, the show Picard, is you're looking at it going, do you really need to be doing this? You know, kind of thing. Like, okay, these people are following you, but maybe they're right that this is, again, more hubris, more, you know, you going out and getting involved when you shouldn't. You know, and I think that's interesting. I like that tension.
1: Yeah. I haven't read The Trades uh, much on the show because I kind of wanted to get my own thoughts and, and, and perspective around it. Um, now that I'm a little bit into it, I'll read a little bit more of, uh, of some of the trades and, and what is again what's the chatter out there. Right. So I think there's more chatter out there now on like how it quote unquote ends. I'm curious. Oh yeah, we're definitely a- behind, <laughs>
2: like, but we're okay. always behind in TV no. shows.
1: And <laughs> no, <no>, I'm okay. <laughs> screw, screw, screw them. I, I'm taking. <laughs> um, but I'm curious as to if there's going to be—is there a plan for a
2: uh, season two? I believe so. Yes, yes. Okay, that is already out, All right. or will already come out. So, it's uh, that part I do think is interesting as well. Is going okay? When are things going to be available again? You know, and you know, I, uh, I there's a you know there's things that I guess we're used to being able to binge. Uh, on a, 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 like, people, remember how upset people were that it took so long for all the, the the new Game of Thrones to start coming out, and they'd have these giant breaks. And so I think having shows that get released on a uh, a weekly basis again, and the way that they dribble things out, that part, I think, is going to have to change, too, because that was one of the things I think people found so frustrating about the Picard series. It wasn't that they didn't like it. They didn't like that CBS All Access was trying to kind of keep these shows and that as that old school kind of old, you know, TV mentality of, well, we drop it every Thursday or we drop it every week when people want to be able to watch everything in a weekend if they want.
1: The model worked though. You know, are people still consuming, not at their own volition, but like waiting just like HBO did, right? It was every Sunday right. the Game of Thrones. Um, I think people are again their old habits of we can only watch it when we're given access to it, versus I can watch it whatever I want. Right? Is that striking that balance between the two? Um, I think I think there's a it's a safe bet that it's working for uh, from a subscription side, subscription based side, to have more consumers come in. And pay, I don't even know how much CBS access is. I just just know it comes out of my bank account.
2: Um, (laughs) This is a very good reason as to why you and I had started doing Pass the Password to begin with, is because there were so many shows that we said that we were going to watch, and we knew that we would have interest in, and just hadn't. And so let's see, I do have a story here that it does look like Star Trek Discovery Season 3 may get delayed uh, due to things that are going on. It's in post-production right now, so its release date could get delayed is what it looks like on this one. Um, sure. I don't see any stories at this point on Picard, but we'll make sure that we put that information on our uh, Facebook fan page just to make sure that we're bringing everybody up to speed. Or if anybody listening is uh, has information that we don't have yet, we always appreciate that. And we encourage you to go ahead. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on Facebook. You know, we want to make sure that we make this a community action. And so if there's stuff that you need to school Jaden and I on because we're slow, it's not like we're going to get mad at you. <laughs>
1: we're not. We are no Captain Picard. <laughs> we we will take the fact that we don't know everything. Um, we'll be proud of it, and uh, we actually again. There's because there's so much to watch. It's not just upon us to tell you what we're watching and give you you know our feedback. It's I'd love it if people said, Hey, have you watched you know uh, the Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow right. on you know Netflix? And what should we catch up? I on? know I haven't. I know it's on my list of things to watch. But I want to give your feedback on it. Is it worth it? Is it not? Can it, should I give it again? Just like Shannon and I discussed, like we have to give it two episodes, right? Um, for us to decide yes or no, we want that from you as well. Is there a, is there a um, uh, specific show that that is on your list to start? Or, or should there should, should should a show be on my list that you've already consumed or at least you have started.
2: Ah, I think if you have not started this yet, I think you should watch um I do have a suggestion, I think, and I don't think you've watched this one. I think you should watch uh His Dark Materials. Have you watched any of that? I think
1: I I think I saw the first episode and I liked it. There's a show that I've heard interesting things about, uh, through social media, just people posting, and it's uh, it's a Netflix, it's called Tiger King.
2: Oh, my friend just told me about, I think it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm it just, just dropped like today.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a limited series, so, but I've already heard enough like, oh my God, we need this show right now, and I'm like, okay. I mean, and I'm looking at the trailer right now on, on Netflix, and it's, it's just intriguing. Um, here, here's the tag of it a zoo owner spirals out of control amid a cast of eccentric eccentric characters in this true murder for
2: hire story from the underworld of big cat breeding <laughs> Joe Exotic's Tiger King yes and so my I mean, friend my bestie not? had just like, honestly before I called you to do this podcast had said you need to watch this show on Netflix <laughs> and I'll, so- I, I'll watch it
1: um, it looks like it has, uh, seven episodes and they're all about 40 minutes each.
2: She said that when she was watching it, it was every time you get to a point that you go, this cannot get more bananas. You're like, well, there it goes. You know, kind of so she is so fascinated. A- I
1: watched and I, I literally binged this. I was in California in January for the spirit Awards, Um, and when I would go home. "Quote unquote," back to my apartment. Um, I would binge this show, and the show was called um, it's a Netflix murder true murder thing called Cat Killer or Cat something. Um, and it's literally about this guy who murdered kittens. Oh, don't don't f with cats or something. Wow, it was, it was intriguing. I mean, it was one of those murder mystery like the sleuths online. Uh, so basic premise is that there's a there's a video put out on YouTube. Whereas this guy, uh, supposedly a guy, is suffocating uh, kittens. Wow. And this is like horrible. I think it's just like graphic. And then all these sleuths online, they they form Facebook communities together. They're going to hunt this guy down. They're following all these clues on these videos. And this guy is feeding them more and like more feeding them more videos wow. and it
2: just goes out of control i don't know if and i want to watch kitten murder right now <laughs> i don't think on that right. one
1: wow either but it's one of those shows that you can't stop watching what you oh, okay ne- definitely not on my list to watch right it's <laughs> definitely not on my password watch list but i'm like okay i'm gonna just start I'm just going
2: to keep going. But when I Um, found, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting when you find new things because the way, like, His Dark Materials had been on my uh, I'm going to get around to it list for months. And then, at the beginning of this month, I was going uh, to Las Cruces, New Mexico, for their film festival back when we could still fly. And, that was what, the, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to watch while I'm on the plane? And so I got through the first six episodes, and I'm like, well, I got to watch the rest of these. And so that was why I'm going, okay, I, I, I'm I all on board with this, and I need to figure... out? So you finished that? No, I'm not finished yet. So that's why I'm like, you got time okay. to catch up. The conversation that you and I had, not just as friends, but as people who do a show like this, it's, it's like everybody else. How do we pivot into it? How do we... Um, share our experience as human beings that are going through this, just like everybody else who listens to the show. And I think that it is a matter of, yeah, you know, we are catching up on some things. And and the other thing, Jaden, that I had told you, and for everybody out there, you're going to notice that we're going to have more guests again. And that's because, <laughs> honestly, a number of our friends that we had been trying to get on Be our Geek, who we just couldn't get our schedules to line up, now time is kind of lining up. <laughs> so, you know, we've got some time and we're going to try and stack as many of these perspectives in and talk to some of these people as we can. Because it is interesting, I think, to be able to go, well, what are you doing with your time now? And what projects do you have? To be it, honest, we know some cool people and they're like, you know, call me. <laughs> so we might as well do well, I it.
1: To, I didn't want to think about, uh, I think about, quote unquote, the festival all the time because it's literally, again, it's it brings me joy and pleasure to think about furthering the organization and it is i don't consider it work but i just didn't want to think about it one day like mm-hmm. literally and the one day was like on uh, right. friday morning and i said um to my son the night before friday i'm like do you want to make a movie and he was like no 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 and i'm like okay and then he was having cereal saturday morning and i shot uh just a pan of him having cereal and i'm like hey do you want to see what i just shot and he was like sure and i showed it and i was like whoa that's cool i'm like do you want to make the movie he was like yeah i mean you got to work with their psyche a little bit but we spent two hours (laughs) shooting a movie i spent another hour and a half editing it down nothing too extraordinary and uh it's a three minute short film that i created (laughs) and i put it on my facebook and i give it to my families to watch and people are commenting like whoa that's cool i'm like well here's the deal we're bored, (laughs) I I need to connect with my son in a way that is not just playing around with toys, or it's like something else. Right. Right. Just that unique, uh, what is this opportunity offering me that I could take advantage of, because I can, and I want to, and I have time, and this would be fun at the end of the day. Right. Um, He's talking about the next movie. Nice, nice.
2: You know,
1: it's like, okay. I'm not going to force him to be a director or an actor, but it's kind of (laughs) like. But if he's, as long as he
2: thinks it's interesting, it's interesting.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. But these are the tools that I have, right? Like these, this is, I have access to these tools and I can make it easily. So with podcast stuff, like who would want in your family, who would want to just talk? Right. Like I was thinking about, okay, do I just want to take my video camera and my live mic and set it up in my mom and dad's house and they're bored. And (laughs) let me just interview them. Right. And then I'll, edit it together and this will be an experience that we can live on and i can ask about their history i can this could be an archival thing that i'll show at my you know son's 18th birthday or hell for me when i'm losing my memory i can always go watch and my mom and dad like but these are the tools that you have now and have access to i think everybody who's listening have passions that either they have put to the side or they really don't focus on right now is the time to be creative.
2: Well, as far as us being creative, we are going to try to continue to create Be Our Geek, our podcast as often as we can. You can find us on Facebook. You can go to Be Our Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email the show at b our geek show at gmail.com and if you're sitting around your phones in your hand we encourage you to leave us a message you can call us at 612-276-2774 that's 612-276-2774 we we'll find this episode and previous episodes at the Twin Cities Film Fest website just by going to twincitiesfilmfest.org All right
1: That's right. yeah that website you'll see a couple of other things that we're working on over the next couple of months, uh, more of a digital uh, format of the festival. Um, And again, our virtual cinema will be coming in the next couple of weeks, which we'll make an announcement on, too. So that'll be exciting.
2: We appreciate you listening to the show. Remember, be our geek because everyone is a geek about something.
0: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.